0: You can have all the money in your hand, all the possessions anyone can ever have, but it's all worthless treasure. True worth is only measured not by what you got, but what you got in your heart. You can have, you can have.
1: I stand with you cause I understand Ain't here to judge just to take a stand The greater plan, the creator's plan Let's all rise like the day began Reach out in touch with the savior's hand On rock we stand like His native land Let the ways of love be the ways of man
3: feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at com.
4: This is James Cedishay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good, Sports Media Network. As always, I am pleased to be here with you, given the opportunity to talk and learn about the kinds of things that we need to hear so that we can move forward. Our world is in chaos, and right now we need to be talking about what is necessary to move forward and have the power to engage America. Uh, Mr. Higgins, uh, we weren't able to, to be on the air last week, and I'm so glad that we are able to have you back. Uh, we are fastly approaching uh, that you've been on the air with us for over a year. And it's exciting to have your commitment to bringing your your understanding of life and, and America to uh, people throughout the country.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Mr. Shea. I'm glad to be here with you for the past what's going on this year.
4: Well, what do you have for us today, Mr. Higgins? What exciting information um, are we going to go delve into this evening?
2: Uh, we're going to deal with, um so we're gonna discuss the works of um two of one of um black the most black leading psychologists in the United States. Unfortunately both of them deceased now. But they left bodies of work for both of us for us to understand um some of the problems. They've done the research um about the problems in the black community from a psychological perspective. And both of them were doctors. Um, Doctor Francis Crest Welsing. And dr. Amos Wilson, and um both of these two individuals one one of being a female, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson being a woman, Dr. Amos Wilson being a male, both of them gave profound bodies of work in terms about for us understanding um the psychological impediments that we as a people face in this society um um Dr. Amos Wilson wrote a book called Developmental Psychology of the Black Child." This book was published in nineteen seventy eight and this book goes on to the um to, to to divulge in terms about the um the conditions in our environment, our community, you know, in terms about the structure in our households, about the way we raise our children and much of the things uh, much of the things that, you know, the manners that we raise our children are like sitting in front of the T V or playing loud music, you know, from morning to night, you know, not having a proper structured time for the children and you know, so they can you know you know develop themselves in terms about how structure inside their homes, and many of the problems that we we see we understand that we understand in terms of about as we as older older adults we see that the new generations don't um, participate in. Well, he basically tells, gives us the psychological perspective of the damaging effects of behaving in this manner. Much of the behaviors that we see. Their, you know they're replicated behaviors that have been repeated from the past gen, previous generations to the newer generations um, you know the, the teenage parenting generations and you know much of this, much of these big behaviors replicated and you know there's a solution to it there's remedies to it but you know unfortunately you know we don't we don't go we don't do any research we don't study anything we don't we don't invest any time into looking for the solutions and the solutions are there. And Dr. Amos Wilson, he's one of the people that um, has um, given us some great deep insight in terms about how we can create solutions so we don't have to, you know, even figure it out. All we have to do is, you know, go to the ones who have already done the research. Another um, person is Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson wrote this book called The ISIS Papers. Um the ISIS papers went into talks about the um, to the psychology of genetics in terms about psychologically, you know, in regards to you know racism, why why racism is inflicted upon us, and and and, and the means and and, and its effects upon us. I mean, and um in the 1970s, late 90, in the early 1960s, I mean late 1960s, early 1970s, Dr. Francis wilson and another um gentleman named Neely Fuller. They we were predicting um, back then that black men will be going in dresses. They were predicting that did back then. They were predicting that the um the extent and the force of um white supremacy when the black community will eventually have the black man step out of his pants and into a dress. And this is what we see. So when you talk about the sagging of the pants and the things of his behavior, all this was comical in turn terms about into to graduating too um, the sack, you know, to, to, to the putting on a dress. And now we see that, you know, we see the, um, entertainers putting on dresses, which introduces them to our children. Say we, you see what Omar Epps, um, Puff Daddy, uh, there's so many of them right now that, that all put on dresses in, in regards in terms of, in, in, the entertainer business that, um, it's almost, it's, 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 it's almost, um, You almost count the days until we start seeing our young men in the street wearing them. And these are the things that we have to be aware of. Like, you know, when we sit around in the black community and we're confused about why certain things are happening and... Why these behaviors are happening is because we're being reactionary and not being preventive. And, you know, a lot of these things, you know, people have have um, done the research and understood the um, the scope of the, the damage and ramifications of behavior in certain manners that we see in our community. And it didn't just start with the generation that we see now. So we can't just blame it, put the foot of the bill on the children, you know what I mean? Because this is prior to the children. It's prior to the children of today. You know what I mean? This is probably to the children of the, uh, 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 fifteen years ago. These are things that should have been, you know, should have been that were being addressed in the early seventies. You know, when we had things called like the Black Panthers, when they had the breakfast programs and they had the medical programs and they had the after-school programs and things like these are things that were being addressed when the government started giving block grants to our, to our community. You know, but what happens is, is that unfortunately, when you you put um, when you throw money into a uh, into a, a poor, ravaged community with money without purpose, then the money gets consumed in extravagancies, and that's what has happened through the years. So when the government was given block grants to help um, create um, establish um, 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 an institution that will uh, help edify our community, these institutions were eventually, most of these institutions were eventually. Um, you know, caught up with with schemes of embezzlement through through the owners, and eventually these these same entities in our community are still here, but now they only run they're primarily run by white people. You know what I mean? And so what happens is the scope of the you know the the um the, the profit and the scope of the the altruistic effort it, it, it only has a certain parameter because. It, the people don't have a, they don't have any connection directly connected to the community. So these are the problems that we see, and these problems have been directly addressed. I mean, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson wrote in her book, the, the ISIS Papers, in 1991. You know what I mean? Um, and Dr. Amos Wilson wrote his book, Developmental Psychology of Black Child, in 1978. And the thing about it is, is that many of us have been introduced to some, some of these some of this information and have been unaware of it. If anybody ever saw the movie Baby Boy, in the beginning of the movie Baby Boy, they show the um they, they, they par the parody on um, with Tyrese being birthed as a a child and he's being birthed in the very beginning scenes of the movie. Well that though though without well, and in terms about how the black man calls his um woman Mama and calls his house a crib and things of that nature. These things was taken directly from out of Dr. Francis Crutch Welsing's books. Saying this was put in a major motion picture. And that's not the only major motion picture that her theory was put in. It was also put into the um, movie Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. And where it was in a pool in a, um in a pool table scene when they had to the, talk about pool, behind how the white ball knocks on all the colored balls off the green table. These are things that, you know what I'm saying, were... We're kind of we're taking kind of out of context in terms about of, 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 of something that was that, that was really in depth in terms of psychology. So what happens is is that that people have been aware of this and you know and the fact that the, these books haven't been on Oprah's bestseller books or haven't been you know um you know um introducing our community to, to to help um to help ameliorate some of the problems in our community is, is, is that that's the that's the problem you know what I mean because what happens is, is that. You know, when we say we want solutions, the solutions are about reviving ourselves inside our community. We cannot, you know, you cannot go outside yourself, outside the community, and ask us for solutions. And that's why we continue to see the problems that we have. That's why we continue. That's why they continue to give our communities more police, and not and and not more community institutions. That's why you see our, our community. You know, continue to see from coast to coast, um, young men getting getting murdered by the police. You know, you have that guy in Sacramento. Um, two weeks ago, and the next thing you know, here a couple days ago in New York City they shot a guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, just murdered him just a couple days ago, and then they, and then they, then they, um, then they have um these community puff pieces in terms about how we're supposed to try to understand them. But these people have been given training. They've been given training to come in our community. So how are you training? Is something in your training? At each and every time you spot somebody with a with an object just shooting them, but we have to understand that if we want to start start creating solutions in our problems, our community, we're going to have to start doing the research. We're going to have to start doing the work. We're going to have to, even if we don't want to behave in a certain manner in terms about in terms about in, 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 in public, we're going to have to behave a certain manner in public. We can behave how we want to behave but behind closed doors, but in public, we have to have a public a, a, a positive outlook, a positive perception. Because the perception right now of black people is is
5: is is
2: is 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 an injustice to um to the generations now, and it's going to be an injustice to the generations in the future. You know what we with the way the way we're behaving, the mannerism we're behaving, um in in terms about in terms about what we're showing the children and how the children are interpreting this behavior, how the children interpreted you know this this lifestyle of alcohol and extravagance. That you know that we seem to be introducing to them through through these media outlets are, are, are poisoning. They're more they're more detrimental to our community than than drugs ever were. Because when you had drugs in the community, that did at least the people knew that drugs were wrong. At least the people knew that there was some kind of you know that that drugs was 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 a polarizing effect and and, and, and it was something that was a negative. Now in our community. In our community with these with these decadent behaviors, the children don't know there's something wrong with speaking in a certain way. The children don't know a certain manner there's something wrong with behaving in a certain manner. The children don't know. That they, you know, that they, um, this this alcohol consumption under underage is, is leading to a, 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 a lifestyle where we be become alcoholics and things of that nature. So it's up to us, and we have the we have the research, we have the information. Dr. Francis Wells Wilson and Dr. Amos Wilson is just just a small portion of the people who have contributed to help our community.
4: Well, let me ask you, uh, Mr. Higgins, if our federal government is unwilling to focus on the plight of the inner city. What organization uh, do you feel should be taking up the the, the cross and bearing the burden of ending uh, the issues that seem to be killing
2: a certain segment of our community? Well, if, 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 if in, 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 in point of the question, you said the federal government. See, if the federal government won't do it. Okay, it's um, it's the job of the black church. It's the job of the next institution, the largest institution in the black community. It's their it's their job. It's their job because why? They're the largest institution inside the black community, outside the um, hospitals of education, in which hospitals of education are connected to the government. So if you want a a, a a private entity who should be um, instrumental in, in uh, edifying the black community, then it would be the church. And but the problem with the church is, is that if you don't if you're not a church member, if you're not in in in, in the um in the church circuit, then you know they don't want to um you know that they don't want to con- contribute to the community. But this is a, this is a di- direct contradiction to what the whole purpose of the church the whole the omni um, to the contradiction to the history of the church in the black community. So we have what we have is in, in, in our community, we have to be self sufficient. That's what the conservative perspective is on, on American society Is being self-sufficient Now there's nothing wrong with being self-sufficient You know what I mean And what happens That, that conservative perspective Is the Republican perspective Now what happens is that You know when we will say Well the Republicans They're bad They're racist They're this They're that They're whatever You know what I'm saying But what happens is Is that you haven't studied them And being that if you haven't studied them You don't have to do What they stand for Because the Democrat Or Republic, Republican Neither one of them Stand for you you know what I'm saying? They stand for the, they stand for the union. They stand for to keep the union together, so they don't they don't stand to serve, or serve a certain group. They they're all all is is to make sure the the union in the United States, the 50 states stay together and cohesive and cohesiveness. So. So what happens is neither one of these parties. But what, now what happens is the perspective of the Democrats and the Liberals is more government. And the more government that we have in our community, we see the problems that we have. The more government that we see in our community, we see we see we see the, the schools are, are faltering. We see the our hospitals are, are, are nothing. We see you know what I'm saying. We see we see the the problem. We see the much of the problems in the black community or in the public communities. Comes from the government. You know, you have to study government. You have to study the the, um, the the contradicting nature of government. You know what I mean? Government plays both sides of the field. You know what I'm saying? We we have to understand that. You know what I'm saying? We don't understand government, but government will work for you if you if you are majority. If you have a majority population, then government will work for you. But us as a, us as a people we don't come together as a majority we are we do have a majority that's why they set up the voting but they voted the voting areas in certain ways to weaken our voting power you know what i mean so we have to understand this we have to understand that nothing has changed since the since the 1964 passing the civil rights bill Nothing has changed. Only thing that was worded in in a manner is in terms of less. it made your argument less effective. Because since the 1964 Civil Rights Bill, your argument has been less effective. Your argument has been morphed into into um into the rights of immigrants and more you're you were morphed into the rights of um of of, of 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 people with sexual behaviors. And an example of the oxymoron talking about government. Government will spend money for a war. Government will spend money for ICE agents. Government will spend money for all these things to get rid of the immigrants, but at the same time spend money to keep the immigrants here. So we have to understand that we can't just allow, can look for the government for the solution, because government will play both sides, and that's a, and that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? When they have the um sanctuary cities, well, who's paying for that? The government. Who's paying for the government? United States citizens. We're paying for this out of our own pockets. So we have to understand that we have to understand what's really going on, and if we want if we want some change. We have to understand that the government is is supposed to be working for us And that's one of the things that we've lost seen the loss in the past 20 to 30 40 to 25 30 years That the government supposed to be working for us when we see these politicians, you know jumping out of SUVs And walking around with all the security and living these lives of life This is supposed to be in terms about serving the American citizens but we hear time and time again and talk about how they serve lobbyists and public, so on private interests, and corporations, and 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 be damned to the American public. So we we have to understand that we have to hold these people accountable through our knowledge. But most of us are knowledgeable. and what happens is they use our they use the weakness of greed and insecurity and wanting to belong, You know what I'm saying? To be able to to to, to distort our, our perspective on, on on what government's supposed to, how government's supposed to serve us. Well, in that what
4: what segment uh do you think needs our most attention you know when we are dealing with uh a segment of the black community uh that is uh freely giving up its freedom uh to uh incarceration how what group of individuals do you think we need to focus on to try to change uh that that fight? Seems to be
2: uh, devastating the, the inner city. Our our co- our college graduates, our fraternity and sorority brothers and sisters. Those people. See, many people want to look at the you know the the criminal element and say you know well these brothers they need to um, get their get whatever they need to get together. But we we'll also we have to understand that the fraternities and sororities these peoples, the Zetas, the Kappas, the Alphas, and all of these people, these people are the symbol of success and, um, and, and upward mobility in our community, and much of them are disconnected to the community. Much of them um, much of them, um, who have the education, who have the PhDs, who have the the doctorates, and who have the master's degrees, and many of them are so disconnected to the community, while they're in the ones creating these institutions and setting up these institutions, so, to administer services in our community, so when we when we have to lead by example. When we worry about just and explaining about why wow, we see people in the ghetto wearing three hundred dollar shoes and have a thousand dollar phones and riding around in cars and this that number much of this is indicative of the behavior that they see of the, the of the deltas and the five baby sigmas that live in their community and live in their neighborhood. This is much of this is indicative. I remember one of my professors was a Delta and she had to work two jobs. You know why? Because you know she had a lifestyle. She had a nice she had a nice brand new car downstairs. So what happens is is that and this and this was and this was an allure to the Lord to 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 us as her students, okay? You know, but here's here's this person, you know that that that's a um that's a sorority sister, you know what I mean? Yeah. But and this is just introducing this lifestyle to us because much of us don't know anything about. This this, 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 this greatest side of life, but when we see when we see the Steve Harveys and we see a lot of these basketball players and entertainers, much of them are sorority and fraternity brothers. So what happens is we don't understand the backstory from them. And if they ha- if they had a more tr- if they had a more um, focus on being altruistic and altruistic endeavor in terms of about. Helping our community, then you will see it reflecting the rest of our community. But because you know they they show this lifestyle of living, you know, live, living 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 beyond, you know, living living this luxury lifestyle. So this is why the people in the black, the, the people, the poor people in the black community, try to replicate it. And it's not just the it's not just the um the the, the um the the fraternities and sororities, but and the sports stars and entertainers, but it's the clergy and much and much of the, the big mega churches and the churches that we see. Many of these people, many of these things, they could be, they could, they could eradicate the problems that we see in our community, but they don't because they get, they get too much. They they get, they getting paid to contain the problems instead of eradicate the problems. You know what I mean? When we see, you know, when we see, we don't, we don't see these people active in the community. You know what I'm saying? Trying to educate these children. We don't see these sports stars and these entertainers trying to educate these children on being a better way or having an effect on them. We don't see. We see it every now and then. And then, you know, what happens is that, you know, and then, uh, like, just a few weeks ago, God made a video with a jester giving away a bunch of money. So now you get hyped up off for of that. You know what I mean? But that's not a solution. That's a Band-Aid. You know what I'm saying? You give a man a fish, you know what I'm saying? You um, you give a man a fish that he needs he needs you. You teach a man a fish, he never needs you. So what happens is, is that, you know, when we see this movie, this video, when this guy's handing the money out, God's playing with the guy, Drake, he's handing out the money. Yeah, it's a sensational. It's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a propaganda tool. It's, a, it's a, um. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um it's it's something to boost his media presence, but there's nothing to really create solutions in the community because you create solutions in the community, you create men that men that can build for themselves. You don't give them a handout, and that's why we come back in the black community. As we become accustomed to seeing the handout, we become accustomed to seeing the handout. Why are we seeing accustomed to receiving the handout? Because many of our leaders want to go into the democratic perspective and the, and the liberal and the liberal perspective. And you know what I'm saying? Saying you know we don't work for ourselves. Just let somebody give us something, and we 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 forgot to learn how to teach to feed ourselves, and all we know how to put our hands out. All
4: right, uh, Mr. is we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back and continue our conversation. Okay.
6: We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our pain together, don't we? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it isn't really, really nice. I can easily feel myself slipping more and more ways. That's a super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We got it together, baby. back.
7: of your touch is to no pleasure beyond the joy of passion. It is to life an extraordinary event that makes one completely forget the world around them. You create moments that will never be recreated. The senses of one's being are taken to a place that leaves their body unable to respond to normal stimulus. Your actions can't be duplicated or reenacted because you bring a passion that only your spirit can display. Every intimate moment holds a secret exhibit of your feelings for me. I embrace them knowing that each movement of your body produces a perfect portrait of affection. My body is like a canvas waiting to be transformed from blankness to color, only imagine with eyes tightly closed in darkness as the backdrop. I long to re-experience it daily. This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is a platform where your voice can be heard loud and clear. The show is Mr. Higgins, I, I
4: listened to a interview with Martin Luther King the other day, and it brought some light uh, to my understanding related to the plight of African Americans. And I want to share it with you uh, before we bring the audience in and get your opinion on it. He suggested okay. that Uh, The financial plight of African Americans is uh, predicated on the fact that we were released and given our freedom without being given any financial aid or benefits from the work that we had achieved and done to make America rich. But yet Europeans and Asians and other immigrant groups were coming to America and given acres and acres of land in the West for free if they were willing to go and work and create the new America. So since uh, Mm -hmm. African Americans never got paid for the work they were required to do uh, because of being captured and brought here, had lent itself to the fact that we have not gotten the financial security or fortune that we should have obtained through
2: the hard work that our ancestors had done. Well, that's true. Um, the thing about it is, is that African Americans, as long as they've been in this country, have not been allowed to acquire wealth. And wealth is the, um what one generation works for to give the next generation. So in certain communities and not not in the in 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 in, in 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 the um the initial white communities that settled this country and the ones that came along along later, they were allowed they eventually although they went to intrusive conditions when they first got here, they were eventually allowed to acquire wealth. And what a wealth allows you to do is your your assets from your life, you're allowed to pass that on to your children, and then your children when they work, although they're working, you know, for their life, their welfare is the wealth that they acquired from their parents prior to. So that's their welfare. So whether it be houses, whether it be bank accounts, whether it be um um stocks, bonds, stocks, stock options, whatever it may be, um they they're allowed to acquire wealth. And this wealth enables them to be able to sustain them, themselves to the next life. And th- and you're correct. The African-Americans have never been un- enabled to allow the acquire wealth. And the wealth, initially the wealth was through uh, uh, obtaining land. And what happens is was in the Louisiana Purchase, when the United States got this country uh, from the French, you know what I'm saying? When they finally got this country from the French, many of these states, certain states are federal states. So you know, although you know you had the, the 13 original colonies that are you know, autonomous, autonomous colonies. You know, and, and some of these states are federal states. So these states, they were they allowed the people, the immigrants that came over. So when, when they when the cities got too robust and too too jam packed, they allowed them to move out west and move to um, Nebraska and these areas to settle the, the rest of America because they needed the entire country settled and they needed, the, you know, the settlements into the kind of country. But another thing what they would going tell you is that some of these people were stripped of their wealth when the railroad came. Because when the railroad came and the people had settled the land, they told them move out the way and they didn't care. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's exactly correct. And what happens is, is that being that as African Americans, we haven't worked towards acquiring wealth, and we can see this lack of wealth acquisition, now, even amongst people who have who are supposedly successful. When we look at the the lives of like Sammy Davis Jr., Red Fox, um, 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 Richard Pryor, um, many of these people that these these giants that when we were when we were young and we saw them, they didn't die owning anything. They didn't die enabling their family. James Brown, they didn't die enabling their family to be able to be, live successful over the wealth that their parents acquired. So we see this all, all time and time again, and that's 100% correct. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, unfortunately they killed the late, great Dr. Um, Martin Luther King is because he had a poor people's movement. You know what I'm saying? You know, and when he had created this poor people's movement, he realized that you know America didn't want to solve poverty. It didn't want it, it was spending billions of dollars in Vietnam, and um and 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 the people in in, in this country were starving and, and didn't have adequate housing and shelter and and, and, and um and things and things of that nature. So what happened was, so what happened was when he started speaking. Matter of fact, he spoke out at Riverside Church and here in New York City, uh, actually on February 4th, 1967. And when he actually spoke, he spoke. I mean, April 4th, 1967, and when he actually started speaking out against the Vietnam War and seeing that the United States would refuse to, um, you know, to aid his own citizens, that's when he came disenfranchised with, you know, with the, um, with you know, working with the President Johnson. And, and and um and, and the rest of them, because, you know, they were, they had, they they missed, the, you know, they went, they entered into the Vietnam War, and the, and the Vietnam War was taking billions and billions and billions of dollars, you know what I mean, to fund, and, you know, they weren't funding anything to help the poor people in the United States. So went, All right, you let's, get some
4: let's get some of the callers involved. Uh, I'm not familiar with this number. caller. I'm going to call out the last four digits of your number. Give us your name and where you're calling from, 4406. 4406, give us your name and where you're calling from. 4406,
0: are you there? I don't know.
4: What, what what are you? Uh, give us your name and where you calling from, and what is your thoughts about what we've been talking about this evening? <laughs> well, let me go to Terrence. Terrence, uh, what 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 are your thoughts about the fight uh, of the uh, African American man in the inner city, and what it is that we need to do uh, to turn things around for our young people?
1: Oh well. Like my brother was saying, you know, the institution of the churches and the institution of the churches and things like that, we must you know, come together and, and just unite and uh you know, still talk to our youth and um, things like that, things like that. You know, and and, and just come together and and and, and unite. You know, and continue okay. on to focus the youth, you know, and All speak right, to Christina, them. All
4: right, you work with the youth. I ask the question, where should I focus be as we look to uh, provide uh, more direction and and help young people? What, where, what do you think our focus should be, and who should be leading that focus in the inner city?
8: Um, good evening. Um, you know that that's that's yeah. interesting. That that's a very interesting question. And and if I can share this little situation that I'm in now, and it's a mind situation. Whereas the um, June primary, not primary yeah, not primaries, but the midterm elections, and the, we vote in June. For who we want on the ballot in November, and these folks that we, who are running now, some of them are incumbents. Well, of course, well, some of the incumbents are running, and they've been in office for years and years. Many of these are friends of mine, or should I say, associates of mine. Now what I'm seeing in our area is a plethora of young people who want to make a change. Many of them have been inspired by the movement that has happened out of Florida with the Parkland shooting. Some of them, the Parkland shooting, just edged them on from where they their mindset was So Whereas people are coming to me now To get my support For them The old guard Here are these young people Who I've worked with And who, who I've inspired So they say <laughs> to, um, to Run the office Or to get out and make a difference So where do I, do I support these associates of mine who, when I ask for something, I get it, but it's because it's me. It's because they know that I'm going to, to hound them until we get what we need in my community. But what about the others? So the question, how do we spurn or spurn actions, in our communities, our young people are doing it. As older people, we've got to decide, are we going to change our mindset and let them take this nation forward, or are we going to support what we've always known a sure thing? One person who's running told me, said to me, um, well, you know, I'm I'm the leading so-and-so in the House or in the Senate or whatever. And when the young people come in, they're going to come in on the bottom. So you're not going to get what you need because you're not going to have someone at the top. Do I let this mindset hamper me from supporting these young people? That's what we that's what we as the older folk have got to start thinking about supporting the young folk who are moving. The movement is here. Look, be aware. The movement is here. What are we going to do to help this movement?
4: Cheryl, uh what what are your thoughts about where we are uh the plight of african Americans in the inner city, and who should we be looking to to solve these problems that are existing in our inner city and taking away the treasures of our young people?
9: Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Good evening um Mr. Higgins, I just want to first say that um you gave such so much um, valuable information and insight to a lot of things. Um, Thank you. Regina, when you were talking about who to support, you know, I was just listening, and if it was me, not saying that – that the people who have supported you would not continue to do that, but to bring us to where we need to be, you're right. You know, do you pass up on being a supporter to the the younger people who are wanting to make things happen, or do we continue to settle for the things that have been happening? Um, I find that that was and was mentioned too, that our churches is is be, is should be playing such a more active role in what's going on within our communities, and they really aren't. Um, and I also heard about if you don't, you know, uh, I think Mr. Higgins mentioned, you know about if you don't attend the church, you know, those things. But our power is really, we do have the power, and we have it when we are supporting in great numbers. Um, I believe, Regina, if that we are supporting the younger generation who are really ready and prepared to do some great things, That they won't happen if everybody continues to support the old things. And so, how can we move ahead and give them the opportunity to make things happen in the way that we are looking for to make things happen? And it doesn't mean that you don't like these people. As a person, it means that someone fresh, someone more ambitious, someone who um, is more open-minded, someone who is looking to move in a direction that we need them to is now running. So to me, one, you know, that really outweighs Let me stick with something comfortable. Um, That's our problem. We can't have change being comfortable in the things that we um, are so used to or so accustomed to. In order to have change, it's going to take us out of our comfort zone. We're going to have to start supporting, and I believe, you know, if I'm not mistaken, that you – You know, you tell us all the time that we got to support them, that we got to keep our eyes on them because they are the ones who's going to be really doing some things coming up. And they can only do those things if we continue to support them. And like I said, the people who have been in office, they have served and they have did a lot of things that not saying that we are not appreciative to. But we really need to take things to the level where they are, the older ones are not comfortable going. So, you know, with that is that who do we stand with? And when we get ready to go to vote, don't nobody know who we voting for. You know, mm-hmm. and one thing that, you know, I don't, try to voice and get into conversations with other people is who I'm going in and voting for. Mm -hmm.
3: And because
9: it's a private thing, you know, you don't have to act like who you are voting for. You'll be friendly to everybody. But your vote is I need to make the best decision based upon all the information that I have. And then when you go to vote, that's who you actually vote for, whichever one it may be, after you have gone over everything. So, and like I said again, I believe that the churches, you know, and the people in the community coming together, because if we did, we can make a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. But the churches, Uh so many of the churches are built on funding Meaning money for themselves And how It's uh-huh. distributed among the church And we even have people Who are hungry People who are homeless In the churches Because they are not even uh-huh. Willing to help those In the churches So imagine uh-huh. in the community So that's where A big thing you know, Has to step up With the churches back in the people in the church, as well as the people within the community.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, Nate, what 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 are your thoughts about how do we move forward and gain traction to the extent that we uh, move faster toward the solutions that we need to impact our inner city? Uh, first of all, good uh,
5: good evening to everybody. Um, I really, I really don't have a whole lot to say, um, I, um, but just picking back, I'll it back what the last young lady just said, is basically we got we got to build up an army, and we have to build up an army of saying enough is enough. We already know it's not working, so let's get the ones out of the office who don't want to make that change because to get to where we need to be, at, it's going to be change. And there's been such a complacency in politics whether on the federal level, state level, or local level, that nobody, want, nobody wants that change. So sometimes it's just best to clean house and, and put in some fresh um, new blood. When I went to uh, Tallahassee last year and saw a lot of young faces, and I'm talking about like 25, 26 years old, representing different parts of the state, I was very impressed, and they had the energy. At the same time, I saw a lot of the older senators and, and uh, state representatives and they, they're they're so stuck in their ways. They can't. See, they don't. They, it's not so much they can't see the bigger picture. They don't want a bus to see the bigger picture. And 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 picking back on what the young lady just said too, as well as that the church used to be the glue that used to hold whole communities together. And it would be nice to see the churches go back to that standard of holding communities together. And it shouldn't matter whether you're a member of the church or not. That we need, we need a leadership at that level, and we need a leadership at the boys and G- girls club level, or uh, at the volunteer levels where we're gonna win this war at. You know, people volunteering, not just to serve, to serve uh, food or anything, but to serve in general, no matter what capacity. We need to serve and show that we can. In another city, everybody was talking about Washington. Another city I want to hold accountable is Hollywood. It would be nice to see more oh, yeah. shows. More shows showing us in the line, like doing positive things. I want to see shows where they got um, black generals, uh, whether it's a female or or male black pilots, you know, people in, in important mm-hmm. position. Instead of every time we turn around, somebody's going to jail or he got to be a dope dealer or he got to be angry about this and about that. It, it, you know, it's a shame that I can count on my hands how many black shows that was positive growing up, like a different world and the Cosby Show. And those were well, 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 those shows that so. So I wanna hold Hollywood accountable too. You know, they are making money off us. If you're gonna make money off us, put us in a better limelight. 'Cause that's what that's that's what these kids are looking at. The um 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 the entertainers, the rappers and, and those things. And uh, that's that's what they want to emulate, so let's give them a positive image to emulate. Thank you, sir.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Mr Higgins, uh, where do you think we should go uh, to make, uh, in terms of our federal government, to make them accountable for these inner cities. All of them come from states that have large cities that have large problems, and the problems are not being
2: solved. Well, Mr. Discheta, the um, the solutions was lies and self accountability for ourselves. If we see that going to someone else is not helping our situation, is not edifying our situation, the solution is, is about being intelligent Americans. And just, so the solution is about understand as Americans, we understand government, understanding the Constitution, understanding our relationship between citizen and government. That's the solution. So when we as politicians understand so we can start galvanizing groups in our community so that we can we can, we can have control of the vote. So we can start we so we can start having educated citizens so when these politicians start coming to talk to us, they don't just give us meaningless rhetoric. You know what I mean? They give us conversation that's valuable. That they give us conversation that's tangible, so we can have something tangible. There's a lot of things going on in government, but what happens is is that they, when it comes to dealing with black people, they know they only have to deal with them in a certain way. And the callers are right. You have too many older politicians that are sitting there. You know, you know, holding their spots because they're holding their jobs and they got mortgages and things of that nature. And, you know, and then on top of that, they're not even grooming any young people to have their position. And that shows the inadequacy and the inability when they will, during their tenure, to be able to become self sufficient. Because at this point, they should want to be able to have, have some young people. So they can have the ideology con- to continue to carry on. But what happens is, is that you know what? Well, that it, it slacks. It shows the inability for um uh, uh, of, the, of of this of this position. And it's another thing, and another thing is that these young people that's coming in, if they are coming into a corrupt system. Then you know what I'm saying. Then you know the system is going to do nothing but corrupt them. So we have to make sure that they have the fortitude, the mental fortitude, to be able to deal with a system that's corrupt. Because what we see is not by accident. Like the caller said, we will hold the media accountable. Well, the media shows these images purposely. You know they have this. They have this thing called in, in Hollywood called the white savior model, where they have the where they have certain movies. Where they always have the white guy, you know what I'm saying, save the black people. You know what I mean? This is something, you know, you can research this, you don't got to believe me. And so, what happens is, is that we have to understand that we purposely be given this hopeless outlook on life. You know what I'm saying? We're purposely given this detrimental. Outlook on life, and it's you know, and, it, and it's been and it's been extremely effective. And if we want, and if we want our politicians, we're gonna to have to educate our politicians to be effective. We're going to educate us to have to educate ourselves so that we can hold them accountable, and they can not come into our communities and to, and, and and continue to give us meaning as if they If they don't come into our communities, they're gonna be talking about bringing manufacturing jobs to our community, not talk about more retail, retail, retail. Retail needs a community to, to, to help sustain it manufacturing brings in dollars to the community from other communities So we have to understand that and we have to you know understand that You know Much much of what politicians do is, is just basically deal brokering and if they're gonna be brokering deals They will have to make sure that they broker deals that, that benefit us the American public because we're the ones who voted them in the office And we have to and we and we have to we have to be educated yeah. We have to be, you know, as it's, it's simple as that. We, if you, if you, if you if own you're a house and you have a contractor come to your house and you want him to do roofing or you want him to do some plumbing or you want him to do anything, there's some electricity. You want to know something about about the work itself, when you when you watch this person come into your house and do and do whatever this work needs to be done to your house. So, so the same way. That you will want to make sure that you know something about electricity or plumbing or roofing. If you're watching somebody doing some contract working house, it's the same way we need to be more educated in terms about uh, about the, the, um, the functions of senators and congressmen and legislators. You know what I'm saying in terms about how they're controlling our, our communities because this is the why our communities are falling. When you know what I'm saying, when we see if you live in a house, if you're living on a block and one of the houses on the block and that house and that person not able to keep up with their mortgage. To pay their bills, and they, and that person loses their house, that brings down the property value of everyone in that on, on that block. So we have to understand that if we see one of us fall. We have to self-sustain each other. We have to understand our functioning government and society, and we have to understand, you know, in, in totality. And, then, and we have to work towards making sure that we hold these people accountable. Because if not, no one's going to be no one's going to um, be accountable. No one's going to hold themselves accountable to the people that they have to hold themselves accountable to. We are perceived as the most unsophisticated people in society. We are perceived as the most un undisciplined people in society. So what happens is, is being that we received in this manner, we like we lack the respect. So what happens is is that we have to show like we said the gentleman caller said, we have to start being pre- predicted in Hollywood and the media and anything that we do in a positive light And always in a, in a, in a constructive manner Because it's this lack of construction In this lack of constructive manner That we see the reason why we see what's happening to our kids And this thing, this thing called social psychology So we have to understand That there's people who understand That much of what we see Has a negative effect on our kids And it's not just our kids Because we, we as the adults are negatively affected by Because we're the ones who presume It's okay for our kids to see it because they inundate you with it with so much until you become complacent with it, and then you say, okay, it's just like when you hear a record on the radio, and at first you didn't like the record, and you hear it over and over and over and over again. Next, you know, like okay, you know, I like the record now. And this is what we're this is what we're doing with the, with these negative lifestyles and behavior. They're inundating us with us. So by the time we, we're so weary with it, we're saying okay. But well, we as adults have to put our foot down to, so we can protect our children. So, you this so this so this charity will continue to carry on,
4: all right, we're gonna go take a break, and we'll come back and allow everyone to have their final word.
9: appreciate all the information that you've given to us Um, this was really really a very informative show it helped us to realize things that and point us in a direction that maybe that we had not thought about or thought about but hadn't been pushed um, through the information that you gave us so like I always say whatever we do we can always do more
2: Thank you. All right, thank you
4: so much, Terrence. Uh, uh, your final
2: thought
1: this evening? Oh, uh, uh, once again, it was very interesting, like always, and I'm always learning and 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 wanting to do more, and and it will always motivate me to always come up with a, another plan to keep on getting better by speaking to the youth and and, and trying to. Incorporate what I could do to to make things a little bit better for our our own people, and uh, like she said, it was very informative, like always. And I and I really enjoy listening to him and learning at the same time. And I really appreciate this show.
4: All right, thank you so much, John. Right. And thank you for your continued support and dedication uh, for being here. Uh, I- Thank you. You're welcome you uh, uh, said me Mr. say? yeah,
2: oh, I am just thankful for all the callers that call in and continue to um to um listen to the show um actually they're doing they're doing the work they're doing what needs to be done. You know we times we hear about we complain about what well, we want to see change in our community, we want this to happen in our community, we want certain things to happen in our community. But, you know, we don't we don't we're not working towards it. We're just complainers. We're just gripers, you know. We're not doing anything towards it. And then we don't wanna be any we don't wanna be associated with anything that's not grassroots, that doesn't already have height attached to it. You know what I mean? Most oftentimes if it has something a big name attached to it, it's oftentimes it's not real. So the thing about, I'm just thankful for, you know, your show, Mr. DeShay, thoughts, love, and reflection, so that people could get the real, the real information that'll actually, you know, pro- propel them into situ- to, be able to, to be able to propel them to be able to change the situation, change the conditions. And I'm just thankful that we we have this platform. We can continue to use this platform, you know, so we can uplift our community because you know it's a multi-generational thing. We have to worry about the elders, the um, the ch the youth. And and, in the middle age, so you know, I'm saying all three of us are all component, we all have something to offer. Once we we condense those three ideologies together and those three generations together, then we'll be all right as a community, and then we'll be able to start instituting solutions. I'm just thankful for your show, Mr. DeShay and all the callers that call in on a continuous basis.
4: All right, I see we got Regina back. Regina, what is your final thought for this,
8: uh, this evening? Hi, we are um, We we have to pay attention To what's going on You know I always say that But I have to admit I was caught a little off guard This week with having to, to Really make some decisions So I think we need to Look at The young people And the youthful movement And support them The ones who are Who are not necessarily ready, do not turn them away, but offer them more support. And the ones who we see are ready, support them financially in their campaigns to move them forward. So I thank you all for having um, this conversation this evening.
4: All right. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back, and I'll give my final thoughts. Your
0: children, and don't let them fall by the side of the road. Teach them to love one another, that heaven might find a faith. in their heart Cause Jesus Is love. He won't let you down And to walk on walk on through temptation he
4: time and Sunday at 8:30 PM Eastern Time. This is a show where your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruptions. Please call in at 657 38309 excuse me. 0309. Again, 657 383 0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Understand your support is needed. We need you to call in and give your opinion and your support so that our voices can be heard around the world. We have to be ready and prepared to fight the good fight. People understand that we're paying attention and we're engaged. We have to be engaged in every every issue, every event, so that we know and they know that we are not going to allow ourselves to be taken backwards. We all deserve a piece of the American apple pie. And we got to demand that our slice be as large as it possibly can. Take care everybody and I'll see you tomorrow at six PM Eastern time on thoughts, love and reflection. Call in, write the number down three zero nine. It's time for our voices to be heard.